I don't know. I feel like if someone like David, if David and I were in charge of Brooks Brothers, um, and I think Michael, are you yeah. listening? <laughs> Michael, if if you were if you wanted to go on a long vacation and <laughs> trust and trust it to two guys who run the Heddles shop, um, I would say like you could really. I think that that kind of take Ivy style is super in with the people that can get that. Like it's super in like Tyler, the creators doing that sort of single handedly. I saw him at Sycamore the other day getting brunch and he looked great. Um, but, uh, what was the fit? Uh, he was wearing like, what was he wearing? He was wearing Dickies, the Dickies, like, kind of cargo chino you know the one with like the very slight side pocket on the Mm -hmm. leg i think in blue and he had loafers on of course and he had like a plaid suit jacket that fit really well and then he had a tie on i don't know what kind of shirt he was wearing a tie with like a tie clip and then a baseball cap on and uh he looked great but i think if you tried to, if you sold this to people in that kind of take Ivy way, like this is kind of stuffy old school stuff, but you can wear it into the ground. You can distress it because chinos are chinos. Oxford shirts are so much easier to wear into a state of distress than like jeans and work wear. So you get that kind of, that kind of rumpled, you know, old school college student look a little faster. I think you could you could you could make it work. And yeah, if you kind of worked it in with if you styled it with like work pants and stuff, but didn't necessarily delve into that territory, um, I think you could do very well for yourself. We could when we run Brooks mm-hmm. Brothers. Yeah. And when you say like read that I don't buy any new shirts because I have my grandfather's ones, if they still made them of the same level of quality, I would, because I would want to get my exact size rather than having to roll up the sleeves so you don't see that they're like hitting me. Like right before before my wrists. Um, if they made that point. shirt and they sold it for like eighty to one hundred and twenty bucks, I would buy it. But I mean, I guess if you can have like an equivalent shirt that the uneducated consumer couldn't necessarily understand the difference between at H and M for twenty five, that would be hard to keep yourself uh, open with that. Um, so going back to your point about like. Uh, I don't know, a singularity of aspiration. I do have that quote here from the piece, uh, which, uh, over the past decade, reinvention was a way for mid-priced retailers like J. Crew and Brooks to compete with luxury brands, or if not compete, then to position themselves as spiritually akin to them, to make, worthy, uh, to make clothing worthy of sitting alongside St. Laurent or Brioni in a man's closet. J. Crew under Frank Moitjens. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I've never heard it said out loud. Moitens. Moitens. Thank you. Turned out suits that echoed Hedy Slimane's uh, skinny silhouette and the pristine tailoring of Mad Men. This is something that I discussed with NOAA designer Brendan Babenzian last spring, shortly before he took the reins as the new head of J. Crew. It used to be, Babenzian said, that people who had money bought specific products and had particular aspirations attuned to their income or lifestyle, while those who had less money bought different products. Now, he said, everyone aspires to the same lifestyle products and look. It's from top to bottom. Everybody shares this information and everybody's pursuing the exact same lifestyle through their product purchases, he said. For me, that really limits creativity. Everybody just wants to look the same and be the same and act the same and listen to the same music and say the same words. That's a disaster for what should be a diverse, unique, creative society. 
And that's something that I have like some mixed feelings about. Like I agree that a breadth of aspirational looks and subcultures is best for diverse and thriving culture. But to limit that expression based on socioeconomic status, like, and that you should have different aesthetics for what income level you have does seem a little bit elitist, but I, I don't know. I guess that's the thing that like what our entire look is for is like people trying to cosplay as poor people from a hundred years ago. And the fact that you were forced to stay in a lane based on your income level is what defined a lot of these brands. And now like, is it somewhat democratic that you can have like, uh, everyone being able to pursue the same look because you know most people don't have to work in a in a mine these days. But I don't know. In the same time, I also feel like um, was discussed in the denim documentary the black appropriation of preppy labels like Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, and others is precisely why brands like Noah can exist today.